Hi, this is Michelle with The Fringe Following. Today is October 4th, Sunday, 2020. I am kind of departing from our regular news commentaries to talk about something different that's really been on my mind a lot these past few weeks. Sometimes it's just really hard to day after day face the constant friction all around you with someone that doesn't believe the mainstream narrative, Um, whatever that might be, wherever your beliefs may be. And, you know, whether you're a Trump supporter or not, sometimes the mainstream line is just so oppressive. Um, We get it everywhere. You know, we get it in Facebook and those Facebook fact checks and also with our friends that don't believe as we do. Um, Even strangers at grocery stores oftentimes assume that you too believe as they do and oftentimes it's the mainstream narrative. There's kind of an arrogance there that I rub up against that, oh, you believe that, right? I mean, everyone believes as I do. And so I'm just going to talk about it like they're in agreement with me. And, you know, we talk about the silent majority. Um, You know, I guess the polls, well, I guess the election will really show us who, if there truly is, if the silent people, the people, people that are silenced, such as myself, if we're truly the majority or not. And, um, of course, get out there and vote. And I'm going to get up really early um, on November 3rd and show up with bells on before the polls open. Uh, And I'm not a morning person, but I want to get that over with. And I know the lines are probably going to be long. And I pray to God that there isn't interference at the polls. Um, That would be very tragic. And that would definitely postpone election results. I'm sure if people are barred from voting from voting places because of, quote, peaceful protests, ha ha, we know that wouldn't be the case. Um, Because one side is leaning more towards going to the polls than the other. So I would think that some people might think that's a great idea. And I know it's illegal, but it's already illegal what's being done today with all the fires and violence going on. So I, I do get concerned. But it just really, the past two weeks really came, you know, it started with a post from a family member. Um, We had discussed the Supreme Court justice and how it is in the Republicans' power to replace the SCOTUS. And um, finally, Mitch McConnell agreed to it. And then there was a post um, from someone that I know and love calling him or them, the Senate that has agreed to this, racist and misogynistic. And it just, ugh, of all the things to get upset about, I don't know why that did it, but something that we're, we're so clearly in the right, following the Constitution, president still has to do his job. Not only that, he could appoint someone after the election, you know, <laughs> He still could do that, too, even if he lost. Um, Dying wishes aren't in the Constitution. 
Um, I mean, we know why they're afraid of that. They're afraid that somebody's going to get appointed that'll swing the Supreme Court to conservative and possibly abolish abortion and all of that. I know those are the fears, but those are unactualized fears. Nothing has happened yet. We aren't seeing, you know, there isn't a, a Roe v. Wade um, case on the docket that could possibly be overturn that decision. Um, it's it's a lot of hyper reactivity when there's so many other things that we could be concerned about, and so that really I was like, ah, you know, it really got to me. And then you know I was in a group. Um, had over a million followers. They were trying to get to 2 million followers. And I, I can't remember the name of the group, but it was pro-Trump. And I, I liked the group because I didn't participate in it much, but it was just nice to have that in my Facebook feed. And a few times they had put out an, a, a Facebook thing, reminder, please put your name down. You know, we're, we're getting some pushback from Facebook and we want to make sure we have everyone's contact information. So I put it down once and then a month went by and then they asked that again. I'm just like, I already did that, um, you know. And so I just went on my merry way. But then I started noticing I'm not getting any posts from this group anymore. So I looked through and they had, they had alluded to that if you don't put your name there, they might drop you from the group as well. And um, which is a huge undertaking. I can't imagine verifying over a million names. Um, but that was my concern. Oh no, maybe I should have put my name in. I got dropped from the group. So I'm looking everywhere and I contact the friend of mine who had introduced me to the group and she gave me the admin's name. So I, I reached out to the admin and asked to be added to the group. So I got added and then I looked, there's like 3,000 followers. And I wrote back to the admin and I said, hey, this isn't the group I was in. I was looking for this other group that had almost 2 million followers. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sorry to waste your time, you know. And then they shot back that they were the leader of the group that had gotten taken away that I had not gotten kicked out of the group like I had thought because I hadn't answered one of their um, posts um, to verify my identity. So in reality, the whole group got shut down, according to this person who was admin. And he claimed that he was the admin of that group that had almost been to 2 million people. And then he put, you know, I expect 50 friends invited uh, 50 friend invites from you and I was like wow that's kind of bold and he was kind of curt the whole time and you know I gave him my podcast page to let him know yes I'm, I'm definitely not a troll and I you know from my message he could see my personal page now my personal page is you know, cleansed. And by the way, I wanted to clarify in my last podcast, when I was talking about coming out of the closet, I, I meant that as a Republican or a Trump supporter. Um, I am not public with that on my Facebook page. There's several reasons, and I've gone over some of those in my podcast before. Um, but most of all, I want to keep Facebook fun. And I, I, I always say it's like popcorn to me and, and candy. It's like, you know, it's just 
light and airy. And if I start voicing all my political views, it's going to invite debate. And then debate gets me all riled up. And then that's all I'm focused on. And it really diverts my attention. And then social media becomes a whole other thing. And I've learned my lesson there several times. And so when I don't do that, um, when I don't treat Facebook like popcorn, I get burned. And so that is one of the reasons, but I did mention in my last um, podcast that I may go more public because I'm just so tired of this arrogance of the left that we can post something as awful as we want your president to die and that's okay. In fact, I just read today that Mark Zuckerberg says that's okay, that they can post that because he's a public figure and that's what pub- public figures open up to. And I responded on someone's post, does that does that mean we can all post that we want to kill Mark Zuckerberg? Because he's definitely a public uh, figure. Um, not that I would wish that on anyone. Again, we talked about it in our last post, but it just seems incredibly unfair the um the favoritism just everywhere 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 and when my friends start doing it too and the people i love it's like god do you even realize my side of this do you even realize how hard it is to show up at the office knowing that that people could approach me with their rude comments and expecting me that i feel the same way and I have people incredibly close to me that feel differently politically, and you know I have to work hard at not a not discussing that or making it a big deal, and b just you know keeping my opinions to myself, and it just really, you know, there. And every time I see those evil posts and those extremely negative posts, I it just you know, I don't know what they think they're doing, but it just solidifies my resolve even more, even incredibly more. And it's actually one of the reasons I started the podcast. So I guess in a way I can thank all those evil posts and mean posts and, um, you know, the recognition or the, the non-recognition of my viewpoint, the cancellation of it and anything against it is cool. It's kind of like when in high school, you know, it, they won the culture fight. They won the culture war. When Obama got elected, they won the culture war. And since that time, it's been incredibly okay that we really only have one party that we talk about, and definitely only one party we talk about fairly in the press, and the other party are, are those we don't talk about, those we don't mention. And, you know, um, and that just gets very frustrating to me. And I kind of got off kilter with, um, uh, got off topic about the Republican group I was trying to join that was a Trump supporting group. Anyhow, I just thought it was very bold that, you know, I don't even know him. I don't really know if he's the admin of that group that was a million to two million. And he's requesting me to, you know, assign 50 of my friends to his group, invite them through Facebook. And I just told him, I don't, I don't even have 50 friends like my own page. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't know you. I don't know your group. I, I d- didn't know the admin of the last group that was almost 2 million. Do you know the admins of all the groups you're in? Um, you know, I didn't realize that it had gotten shut down. I thought I'd been blocked. 
And I just thought it was presumptuous of you to ask me to, to, you know, add 50 people to the group right away. And then he shot back saying that I had come around begging to be in his group and that I, you know, if I were to stick around that I better, you know, be more respectful than I was in my last communication with him. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> you know, we're on the same side, guy. Maybe you don't believe that because my private Facebook page doesn't extol the virtues of Trump, but we're on the right side. I'm not a troll. I'm not someone that's going to go to Mark Zuckerberg and try to get you canceled. Um, that's not it. And I'm just like, isn't this the time that we should all stick together and not be involved in these petty fights? But just from his attitude, and, and seriously, from his attitude, I don't know how he grew a group of two million and you know, he just seemed incredibly angry. And so I just, I got out of the group and I'm like, no, I, you know, so I'm not going to be part of your growth back to a million, but, you know, I, and I just, you know, and it, it saddened me because it's like, hey, we're on the same side and you're treating me like an enemy. Um, I even told him I was on a podcast and it would, it would be mutually beneficial for us to have a relationship. But he was still like, well, if you can't take a joke about the 50 and you were really disrespectful in my in that last communication, you're still going to be around. You need to be nicer to me. I'm like, oh, God, I, I don't know what happened there, guy. But, you know, if Mark Zuckerberg has ruined you that far that you can't even trust a person trying to join your group, um, maybe it's a good thing your, your 2 million group that you claim to have been in charge of got canceled you know um i don't know you know and then you know Dwayne johnson that was another thing that really got to me the rock that he's <laughs> he has never been political in his life and has never endorsed a candidate and now he steps out and endorses joe biden and i was just like are you kidding me? And Joe Biden's calling him DJ in the video and Kamala was there too. And it was just, oh, it was just, are you kidding me? This is who you choose to come out with and support. And what do they have on you or how much money are they giving you for this? Um, and I kind of dug deeper. And one of the reasons I think they did reach out to him, I'm like, why him? And he actually has the most Instagram followers. He has surpassed Kylie uh, Jenner, who originally had the most. And I, I don't know what number he got up to. I could only see like June or August's numbers. Supposedly, his numbers have dropped since he's um, came out and supported and uh, Joe Biden. But I, I can't get that verified. The fact checkers say that's wrong. And I wasn't a follower of his to begin with, so I have no idea where he maxed out. And when I do searches on the numbers, I, I can't seem to find if he's truly lost that or not. I've, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But not that I'm like, oh, Hollywood must think like us. First of all, I think Hollywood should just stay out of politics. It's not, we don't care, especially now after COVID. We Any luster allure you have is gone you know once you have to face a disease that could kill the human race and you begin to realize who's essential and who's not essential well hollywood stopped filming they really aren't essential and i'm not saying that artists aren't important i am an artist i i agree that artists are very important but you guys are not essential and your opinion 
means really nothing to me. But I know what they're doing with him. If he has that many Instagram followers and he has a strong young base, probably 18, 19, 20s, early 30s, that's probably his strong fan base or at least part of it. And, you know, he, he's been around a while. He's been around a long while. So he probably catches some of the older people as well. But with that many Instagram followers, I'm just assuming he has a, a strong younger base and they're trying to get that because it's usually the younger voters that will go with celebrity endorsements such as Cardi B, who also uh, you know endorsed Joe Biden, which we've discussed and got to interview him too. Um, but with that said, it is just like after all that hit after hit, and then um, just how you know how do you make peace with that at times? I mean, especially the uh, one thing that really stood out to me is everyone is getting increasingly frazzled. We have. Um, little less than one month until the election and people are anxious you know we don't know you know the polls say one thing then the polls say another last election for the president the poll said one thing and an, and an entirely different outcome presented itself and so we really don't know until we know and will the election get delayed because of COVID and all the mail-in ballots and potential Antifa um, interference. I don't know. But I do know, I think for me and a lot of others, probably this is what happened between me and that leader of the group. We're just frazzled and we're tired of the opposition because you know, I really have to say, I don't think it takes much to be a Democrat. There is not much strength of character. Not that they're not strong people, but to be able to publicly come out with that view um, is the accepted choice in society. Once again, as I said before, they won the culture war. So it's entirely okay. But for us, when we speak out, we're told that we're, you know, any viewpoint that seems to suggest that we're a Trump supporter or a Republican, all of a sudden we're a misogynist or a racist, like my family member said about Mitch McConnell and the Republican senators, or, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're bad or we're not, we're not good. Our opinion isn't good. And, you know, it, it got me to thinking and I just, you know, as a Trump supporter, it is a constant fight. It takes a lot of energy to maintain a view contrary to MSN, even if you aren't public about your view. Um, you know, I have found that through this podcast, it's actually helped me with my view because I'm actually speaking out about it. I'm giving voice to it because I don't feel like my voice is allowed anywhere else. Or if it is, I got to fight and scream and debate or get all riled up and to no end because no logic seems to work in those discussions. So it is, it's hard. And I'm not here saying, oh, poor me, I'm a Republican, this is horrible. No, we, I live in a very wonderful country with many, many blessings. But I just want to speak out to those, and it, this may appeal to some more than others, that yeah, I see you, and I, I, I know how hard it is. I have it too. It is difficult to be in a culture that looks down on you just 
for having a different political view, even though we're a two party country. Um, it doesn't feel like that anymore. And when you start layering on the, layering on the Facebook fact checks, um, it's kind of funny. I, I Facebook fact checked a um, Antifa.com. Why it still it still goes to Joe Biden, donate money here. And, you know, when you look at the fact checks on it, oh, they don't know. They're saying a troll is doing it. And I know I've discussed this before, but okay, okay, fact check. So, like, if Trump's site was going to the KKK site when you jumped on it, do you do you really think that your fact check would say the same thing? Um, probably not. It would probably written, well, you know, there's been lots of talk of him supporting, you know, white supremacy. And so, you know, maybe there's a link. We don't know. We, we asked for comment from his um, press, from his campaign manager, and they never got back to us or, or whatever. But with the the Joe Biden one, well, we asked his manager and they said they don't know some troll is doing it. I'm really, okay, so you want to be the leader of the free world and, you know, and I, I know I've mentioned this before, but, and, and you can't get that fixed. <laughs> you can't get that off, directed off your site. You can't block that direction or, you know, or is there a, another message you're trying to give us um, that you won't admit? Like you're actually linked to them and you support them, which, you know, clearly is what I think when I type in Antifa.com and I get Joe Biden's site, troll or no troll. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so hard to, to every day maintain an energy that's, that is contrary, you know, your internal resolve that, constant struggle to to smile and choose not to debate that well-meaning liberal that bashes Trump in front of you, to know that a Trump sign in your yard or on your house or on your car would target you for vandalism and potential death threats, that no matter what media you turn on, including Fox, you're going to have to field idiots like Chris Wallace who have a clear bias in one direction and it, that is not your direction. You know, we, we don't have a voice, you know, we are told that we're filled with hate, that we're country bumpkin idiots who don't know any better. You know, we're villainized for exercising our constitutional rights to replace SCOTUS. Um, and not only that, we have the rights, we have the power and, you know, all of a sudden, that's that's a bad thing. And, you know, let's not look at the fact that elections have consequences and we didn't have a candidate good enough to win. And so this is why we're crying all the time. No, there's no personal responsibility there. Um, and, you know, Hunter Biden's huge scandal continues to be ignored. Joe Biden's many gaffes are all ignored. And. In the meanwhile, Trump is slayed in the press. Facebook says it's okay to wish him death. Um, and, you know, the Democrats' flaws just continue to be overlooked. You know, if you're going to demonize Trump, okay, you know, well, it's not okay. But if you are going to do that, then at least give fair and equal treatment to your side. And I got a few people I can bring up. And, you know, they're getting really hot in the press right now, like Hillary Clinton, James Comey, um, Barack Obama, 
um, there's some scandals getting linked to them as we speak. And, you know, I'll be surprised. I heard Fox covered some of that today. I really, really doubt the rest of the news stations are going to cover it. Or if they do, because Fox brought it up, um, it will, you know, it'll be portrayed as St. Hillary and St. Obama. I just don't see how they can not do that. That's what they do. Um, that's what they always do, um, which, you know, is the gaslighting that we've talked about. And it, it gets frustrated. You know, I, I research all of this for hundreds of hours. And if I found fair treatment in any form, I would definitely report on it. I would give them props. And, you know, if the Dems were saints and we were the ones that were creating all the problems and I could see that through my studies, I would own that too. And I'd say, okay, the press is right, you know, but I don't. And that's, and that's the frustrating part. And when I come up against so many people that all they do is parrot the slant and bias of mainstream media, it just gets so tiring and so exhausting and it seems endless. And, you know, people would say, well, it'll at least be over by the election, but will it really? Um, no matter who wins, I, I just don't see how that's playing out. And like, will we even know? you know, until several months later, I don't know. And I don't, I hate pessimism and I don't want to be pessimistic, but I'm trying to be realistic. Um, so this, this is going to be the long haul I'm feeling. It, it kind of feels like when, you know, I'm tired of being told the sky is purple when I see it as blue. And I, and I don't mean blue in the democratic way, just as a analogy. And I am in groups of millions of people who also see the sky as blue. But today's culture doesn't let us talk about that blue sky because that opinion ultimately gets filtered as racist, misogynistic, and hateful. Yet I am none of those things. And neither are their fellow followers I know. I have met no one like that. I can't even call that one guy I got in odds with that way either about his group. I've seen nobody like that. I'm sure they exist. I don't know if they're Trump supporters or not or who the heck they support. But I, I haven't seen them. Yet that's the label that gets thrown on me and all my friends that feel the way that I do. And, you know, sometimes it feels good just to take a break from having to be on that defense 24-7, whether it's what's coming out of your radio or your TV. Um, you know, I value opposing views. And I'm, you know, though I, I don't enjoy argument and debate for the most part, I, I, I do appreciate it. And it does open my eyes to many things and different viewpoints. However... It's sometimes refreshing just to discuss the blue sky, so to speak, um, without having to defend it and to be around fellow friends that can empathize with, with the huge burden culture places on us for being different. It used to be at least okay to be a Republican. Now it's a bad thing and even cultural, culturally acceptable to be attacked by Antifa for it. And that's a very scary place to be. Um, yet my friends that post all that shit post all the time, um, against Trump don't realize that it's like, you're already doing what 
everything else in society is doing. Can you give me a fucking break? Do you really think you're going to bully me or shame me into changing my viewpoint at this point? No, you're not. Cut it out. I'm sick of it. I'm not going around saying that your candidates should die. I'm not going around or hoping they die. And I don't hope they die. I'm not going around, um, you know, making fun of them. I mean, you know, I, I can't for the most part because, you know, it's unless because then it invites all that debate. It's, it's just hard to see your views hammered day in and day out and have Trump constantly vilified. And getting a break from that can be golden. And I, you know, this podcast is one of my breaks from that. It truly is. And, I, and that is what I want it to be for you, the listener, as well. And I really do enjoy that you listen. And I, I do want you to know I, I understand the struggle. And I understand why you are listening. Because, you know, there's not a lot of places to go. More and more are cropping up. And I'm very grateful for that. But it is really awesome when you're around people that understand that, hey, so-and-so hates me and I was so close to them, but now they hate me for my political choices. And, you know, I could do a whole other podcast on that, but I just wanted to impart to those that are feeling some struggles like I am, don't give up. Um, the end, at least to the election and the craziness before that, because a lot of stuff is probably still going to happen. It will be over soon. And it's unfortunate that Trump recently got COVID, but I, I believe in my heart he'll be okay. And I think most of America does too. And from what I've seen of the doctor's reports daily in the videos that he sent, he seems to be doing well. And I, I understand and I get it when you are upset and hurt, even now, even if you may have been public about your support for Trump for four years, it still gets tiring. Um, there's still half of America, or little less half of America that feels differently. And it is a long, long journey. And it is, um, it's heavy. It, it's hard sometimes. And I just wanted to share that today. Um, I know it's not really about any particular press story, but um, I'm proud of all of you that are keeping the faith and keeping um, your support strong. And I thank you for it. And this is Michelle with The Fringe Following, and I will catch you on the next news story. Thank you. Bye-bye.